You've read the magazine, you've seen the website, and now, because we're very 21st century... Oh, you know that by now. It's the Whistler Podcast. Everything you wanted to know about writing life, but didn't know who to ask. This week, we're deep in the world of politics. Next year, God willing, there's going to be a general election. Your chance to get rid... No, okay. We're proper journalists here at the Whistler, and as you know, all journalists are completely impartial. So let's try that again. Next year, there's going to be a general election. Your opportunity to stretch your democratic wings and say who represents you in Parliament. Chances are you probably know which box you're going to tick. But whose name is going to be in that box? This Sunday, the local Labour Party are going to choose their representative for the seat of Brighton Pavilion. And today we're talking to Birgit Miller, one of the four candidates. And Birgit, well, in time-honoured fashion, why don't we let her explain? Okay, so I'm Birgit Miller and I um, spent my life as a classical musician um, and I had um, breast cancer in 2015 and breast cancer treatment can give you quite a lot of time to think and I decided at that stage that I I was unhappy with the way the country was going and I wanted to stop moaning and I wanted to get involved so I got involved in the Labour Party and then I was encouraged to stand for council and I succeeded in winning an election against the Greens in um, Goldsmid in 2023 so I am now a councillor and I've discovered that actually I love this and I'm good at it and this is why I'm standing for Pavilion. So you're a councillor and you want to stand for being an MP? Yeah. What what does that mean to you to do, what does a local MP mean to you? Well as a ward councillor I have found that I'm very very good at being a voice for people who are struggling to be heard. So I've got residents in a sheltered housing block where the repairs have been waiting. They Basically, the problem started before the pandemic. And now that was in 2019. And now here we are in 2023 and the roof still hasn't been repaired. While that I'm still fighting for, but there are other repairs that have finally started. It's taken four years, but within I heard about it in August and within two months, the repairs have started. So at least there is progress now. Which is fantastic. And I'm going to keep fighting. I'm, if, despite being in the middle of my campaign, I'm going to a housing meeting this evening so that I can be there again and put their case and make sure this gets done. Because too often people are just simply not heard. And I've discovered that being a councillor has given me a voice and I'm darn well going to use it. Fantastic. So you were a pianist, weren't you? I was a pianist and a classical singer. And a classical singer? Yeah, do you yeah. do either of those still? I, a little bit. Um, I sing a bit. I only ever play to accompany my pupils and exams and things. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I regard myself as a, a former professional pianist. I'd... While you, when you were in your sort of previous life, mm-hmm. were you a political animal? Did you consider yeah. yourself to be a political I, animal? I followed politics and I moaned. Were you a member the of the party back then? Um, I was a member in... I joined in 1996 and I left uh, in 2000 before the Iraq war. And then I rejoined... Because of that? Um, no, before it. Before okay. Big... Yeah. No, I, I, um, I was unhappy with the stance on refugees at that time. Uh, my dad is a refugee and I... It's quite personal for me. And I... Um, and then rejoined in 2014 under Ed Miliband. I know that made me quite rare. But I, I, he introduced the, the 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 open membership thing, though, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. And I, I had joined before. I joined in twenty fourteen, and then um, sort of lived through the Corbyn years. I just became ever more political. The older I've got, I've got more sort of. I don't care if I um, say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. I'm just going to go for what I believe in, and it's just maybe more outspoken. 
I am ready to take risks. I figure I'm almost, I'm 60 now, I'm almost 61. And if I say the wrong thing and impact a long-term career, I don't care. I don't want to. I just want to do the right thing now and I want to fight for a better country and I want to fight for inclusion. And in fact, I went off track. I was going to talk about fighting anti-Semitism in the um, Labour Party. I was extremely unhappy with the anti-Semitism in the party. And I can remember a conversation with a very close Jewish friend who knew that it was a difficult, it was very difficult for this person to be friends with me and know that I was in the Labour Party. And I could not rest until I had helped to um, fight anti-Semitism. And I'm very proud of what I did. I've spoken against it in national conference when it was not fashionable to do so. And I have reported members who were behaving in unacceptable ways. And I'm really proud of what I've done there. Do you think it's gone from the party? Are you confident that it's gone? I don't think it's completely gone. But what I would say, and this is something that I think Keir Starmer deserves a lot of credit for, sure. is that it is no longer acceptable to be anti-Semitic. I am sure there are still, in the same way there are misogynists and anti-Semites and transphobes and racists everywhere, you know, it's it's there, but they no longer feel able to voice their opinions. They no longer feel able to bully anyone. So in terms of, of, of things of, of importance that, that a local yeah. MP should be dealing with, yeah. you mentioned the environment, which I yeah. suppose is, is cleanliness. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and, and... It, it's working with the council because it's finding out, for instance, what the council needs, where it's lacking the powers to do what it wants to do. And to find out how we can change things, either when legislation is being brought in to ensure that these powers are, are available to councils. So quite one of the things, for instance, a big problem here is recycling. Now, the reason recycling is such at such abysmal levels in, in England is that we have a system whereby every local authority determines its own recycling regime. That means you can move 500 metres and suddenly everything you recycle is completely different. And so people make mistakes right, left and centre because they don't know. You know. It's just simply impossible to know all the recycling regimes in this country. So therefore, we need a national system. And that can only be created by the national government that every local authority has a set list of what will be and won't be recycled so that we can have consistency and sure. then it become easy. And it's things like that where it seems like a local problem, but there actually is a national cause. And so things like that need to be changed. I want to work, for instance, I want to lobby whoever's the Minister for Communities Leveling Up and Housing to give communities, to give local authorities the power to decide how much holiday accommodation they have. Because at the moment, there are no restrictions. And that means that areas like Brighton and Hove, which have a lot of tourism, the level of housing of short-term lets and holiday accommodation just goes, and second homes goes up and up and up. It is just an untenable situation. And there are areas which may want higher levels of of holiday accommodation for to provide jobs that's fine if a local authority can decide then places like Brighton and Hove which are being throttled by this will actually have the ability to decide what is right for them and to bring more of these homes back into normal occupation you're talking about Airbnb here yeah yep and there are too many and it's not that we shouldn't have any but we need to be able to decide how many? What is the right level for this city? And a council needs to be able to decide that and it goes into its city plan yeah. or its local authority plan and then you can actually look at the situation and have an appropriate level without this free-for-all. Yeah, it's, uh, it impacts directly on so many people, not, oh, yeah. not, 
not least young people, yeah. who are kind of forced out. Well, we are, I mean, one of the things that's been a big story this autumn is school closures. And that is, we've had to, we have had to propose closing two schools because our school roles have dropped by 22%. In the rest of the country, the number of children has dropped by 5%. In Brighton and Hove, it's 22. You're talking about under 16s here? I'm or talking, under... I'm talking, yes, between between um, school-aged children. Right, okay. Okay, this is because we are hemorrhaging families to Shoreham, Worthing, Hastings, Eastbourne. Shoreham and Worthing have school shortages because they have gained so many families. And we actually have a population dip in that age group because families cannot afford to live here. That is not a functional society Mm. our city needs people from all generations and it makes no sense that we are becoming a city of babies students people in early sort of you know sort of 20-somethings and then old people you know i'm a 60 year old i don't want to live in a city where there are no people between 35 and 60 can we say older rather than old yeah 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 (laughs) but like you say to to, to have a a vibrant healthy city you need the 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 the, diversity full range you need the full range yeah Yeah. do you do you think that 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 Maybe some of those sorts of local issues, local situations are yep. easier to deal with mm-hmm. as a councillor than, than maybe as an MP when you'll be caught up in, you know, I don't know, Westminster yeah. and all that nonsense. Well, I think the difference is as an MP, you actually do have professional caseworkers as well. So you will have staff to support you. And while you may need to get involved in more intractable problems, the smaller ones you may just, they may, people come, for instance, I get, re- get referrals all the time from Peter Kyle, who's my local MP. And so his office will send me um, problems. And in fact, this one, this issue is one that came to me from Peter Carl's office. So the caseworkers act and work out what has to be dealt with by the MP's office. And that often is immigration problems, things, you know, that kind of bigger issue. Whereas local issues like housing repairs or, um, you know, um, a a problem with um, access to schools will get sent to councillors because we're the most appropriate people to deal with it. And what I find as an MP, I feel that I will have a voice to be able, a position and a voice where I can speak for more people. And I am old enough that I have no ambition to become anything other than a constituency MP. And I will be the loudest voice for Brighton Pavilion. And I will fight for what Brighton Pavilion believes in. I know it's the environmental values. I know we need housing. And that housing problem can't just be solved locally because councils do not have the power. That needs national change, and I will be pushing for that, and I will push hard for things like this, because our city is an amazing place, and it's been, a le- it's been decaying for years, and it needs to be the brilliant, wonderful place that it could be, and was, and will be again, and I want to help fight for that. So, you've got, you're going up for, for selection. Yes. And this is on December the 17th? This Sunday. This Sunday, which yeah. is, wow, yeah. not so far. Yeah, not so far. Not so, so far. No, it is and very, very close. there's four of you close. up for this? There's four of us up for this, and it's, How does it work? Okay. you're all Labour people. Yeah. So presumably you're all kind of singing from the same hymn sheet. Not quite. I am very much of the soft left of the party. Possibly one of the reasons why I'm the underdog candidate is because... It is known that I am soft left. I am not somebody who's going to... I'm going to, I'm going to fight for what we believe in. And I believe that Pavilion is in the same political space as I am. I think it shares my values. And oh, we, yeah. We want, a, we want a, a broad and pluralistic party which has all voices in it because otherwise it will become ultimately a weaker, less successful party because diversity 
is how we make better decisions. Well, it's like you were saying about about the the, the, the health of the city. Yeah. Being being you know made healthier by yeah. by diversity. But I really care deeply and. I am working so hard and I've got a small handful of people around me who are working their socks off. And if you think I'm the right candidate for you, please get in touch, visit my website and, and um, talk to me, have a conversation with me. How do people... Find out what I'm about. How, how do people... Because the, the, the selection thing on the 17th, yeah, presumably yeah. that's for local Labour members. For Pavilion. For, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant, yeah. But, but for people who, who aren't members of the party and for people who you know in the fullness of time hopefully in the not too distant fullness of time will be voting in the real thing for you maybe how do they get in touch with you now and get in touch with me at birgit4 number 4 pavilion at gmail.com excellent good we'll do that brilliant thanks birgit and good luck on sunday we'll be whistling for you thanks for listening and see you soon